0: eyes to the skies it's time for space dance on 95 bfm thanks to the Stardome observatory and planetarium coming josh kirkley Kia ora, how's it going it's good mate it's good
1: how's it going with you yeah yeah we're all good we're um getting open soon so yeah looking forward to summer getting nothing hot
0: do you have a tentative date for the stardom to reopen to the public
1: we do. We finally got a date, which is the 7th of December. Um, so, yeah, we're planning to open on then. it's haven't completely penciled it in just yet. Um, but hopefully, yeah, 7th of December will be up
0: then. Well, this fine weather we've been having, it must be a good time to check out the night sky. Is there some action happening up there?
1: Yeah, we've had some really clear nights actually. I've been out a couple of times in um, mm. the last couple of weeks just to photograph, um, which has been super nice. And we had the eclipse um, last week, too. I stayed out for a few.
0: Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I tried to take a photo of it on my phone, but it wasn't very good.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> the, phone, the, the phone photo is like, there's no go away. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just like, why did I even bother? I looked at it yeah, the next day, like, I was like, oh, man, come yeah, on. I'll show that to no one ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, um, what's been happening in outer space? It seems like the Russians have just... About tried to blow up the ISS. Tell us about that, mate.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, we had a bit of bit of drama again up on the ISS. Yeah, um, yeah, but we had so we had um, Russia. They conducted a an ASAS or anti satellite test. Um, so they fired you know a rocket up into space and shot down one of their old satellites, and that you know exploded. That became thousands of pieces of debris, which is now orbiting the Earth. Yes. Um, but the, the debris path was close to the ISS, and you know they can track the debris. Um, yeah, and they found that it was actually going dangerously close to the ISS like mm-hmm. enough to kind of warrant some warnings um, So yeah, NASA had to call the astronaut. They were asleep at the time because it was their sleeping schedule they had to call them wake them up and say hey You need to get into your capsules put on your spacesuits, close the close the hatches basically um, And yeah, be prepared for something to potentially hit the space station So it, was, it would have been pretty scary for them.
0: Is there a, an emergency capsule to like jettison them back to Earth?
1: Yeah, so they, they basically used their escape capsules were the same ones that they came in. So mm-hmm. they basically went into their, their Dragon spacecraft and the Soyuz spacecraft for the Russians, Yeah, um, donned on, you know, put on their spacesuits and kind of were pre- prepared to leave, you know, if something smashed into the station. Um, but, yeah, it, I think it would have been, you know, pretty scary to be woken up when you're half asleep being told, hey, you need to get into your escape capsule now. So
0: Totally, especially yeah. if, I mean, if the ISS is surrounded by a bunch of space junk, Surely mm. evacuating would be dangerous as well. It'd be like a big well, cloud thing, of junk.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing because you know you can imagine if there was a field of the, you know thousands of pieces of debris passing, if you were in a capsule that left, you'd still be passing through that debris field. Mm. So, um, and there was actually audio. You can hear the audio from Mission Control calling them, saying, you know, you need to get into your capsules. And the astronauts even ask, you know, do we have you know SpaceX on the line in case our capsule gets hit? Um, so that was a real danger too. So yeah, it was just a stupid thing for the Russians to do, and also kind of weird that they did it, considering you know they have their own astronauts up there too. They've got two Russian cosmonauts. Don't so, they have a, f- yeah, was, a film
0: crew up there as well or something?
1: Oh, they did. A, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, they're back back on Earth okay. now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a real stupid move altogether, and it's obviously it plays into the politics of you know space warfare and all that. But mm. yeah, it would have been scary for the astronauts
0: does it does this sort of affect any craft that will be planning to leave the earth in the future do we just have to look out for that piece of sky with all this junk scattered through it All this explosion. yeah well satellite? that's
1: kind of the yeah that, that's the bigger issue is you know these tests when you get satellites being blown up or we actually had um two satellites collide accidentally um, maybe 10 years ago mm. and you know they, they cause thousands of pieces of debris and those debris act, are acting as projectiles so instead of one object that you could have to dodge, you're dodging thousands of objects. Yes. Um, so it's also not just things that we're launching or sending down, it's also just satellites that already exist. Mm. Um, if, if you think of, so you know, uh, Sandra Bullock's from Gravity, um, when she's on the spacecraft and they get hit by all that debris, that's kind of that scenario that we're talking about, which is mm. um, called the Kessler Syndrome, when all the satellites would kind of have this snowball effect of being hit by debris. Um, so yeah, it's a real, it's a real problem, and... Yeah, th- no nation should be shooting a satellite and breaking it up into thousands of pieces.
0: Like, what's what's the best option? To send up something with, like, a net to drag stuff down or stuff that'll, like, nudge stuff further out into space?
1: Yeah, literally, that the idea of a net, it sounds like, silly but it's actually very true there's um i know the european space agency they have some missions where you know they're planning to build craft to send and actually clean up space so they will be able to capture things um you know throw them back towards the atmosphere so they can burn up um yeah especially for older things a lot of new like moderns um satellites they have their own system so once they near the end of their life they will automatically de-burn and Mm de-orbit um but yeah it's all that older stuff that's you know we don't have any control over we definitely need to start thinking about that
0: Nice. Now NASA. Speaking of crashing into stuff, NASA are uh, having a crack at um, shooting something and changing the course or blowing up an asteroid. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was just reading this. Um, about the say in depth. It's it's like the um, the plot of that '90s movie Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Season, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So they're building a spacecraft called DART, which means Double Asteroid Redirect uh, Test. So they're building the spacecraft. They're launching it. I think tomorrow or the day after. Um, and then in just under a year it'll be they'll be slamming it into the small asteroids about hundred and twenty metres, um, and they're going to measure what that kind of impact that kinetic impact has on the asteroid and if that could potentially deflect asteroids in the future. So yes. you know if we spot one that's heading for Earth, you know could we launch a spacecraft and actually mm-hmm. smash into it and you know deflect it from Earth potentially.
0: So this is a, this is quite a sm- relatively quite a small asteroid. What are the hopes of trying to deflect a bigger asteroid? pretty slow yeah
1: and well that that's the thing because it, it is a small asteroid and you know if it's successful we might have luck with smaller ones but i mean also it, you've got to take into account it takes you know three to five years to build these spacecraft so mm. if, even <laughs> if we did spot an asteroid like, you know oh, if, if we could, it. yeah if it's like oh it's due in six weeks you know we would not yeah. be able to launch a spacecraft and then the other issue is you know if you get a big one um, you know, over a kilometre or something, something like a small spacecraft heading into it is just not going to have an effect. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is a small mission, but it's definitely um, kind of a step in the right direction for planetary defence eventually.
0: It's crazy that we're only just trialling this now. Surely, yeah, it, it seems like one of those things we might have had a go at, you know, a long time ago, but...
1: Yeah, and a lot of it comes down to funding because we've built telescopes and um, missions that actually detect all of these asteroids and kind of, you know, Mm. we know where they are. Um, But in terms of actually getting out to those asteroids, yeah, NASA's just never really received funding. So it's only now that we've kind of started to. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, astronomers always say the only reason the dinosaurs went extinct is because they didn't have a space program. Mm. So these are things we'll have to think about.
0: Maybe they did. Maybe they did.
1: <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe they left the Earth actually. That's the real issue.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, how realistically, how long would we have if there was an asteroid? Do they just suddenly appear and we've got like twenty four hours?
1: Yeah, it's it's kinda of, it's hard to say. I mean, we know a lot of a lot of asteroids. We've discovered like something like twenty seven thousand of them. Mm. Um, but I don't I'm not sure if you uh, remember this, but back in two thousand thirteen there was a meteor that exploded over Russia. Yes.
0: Another um, one yeah
1: over Siberia the Charlie Binks meteor and that you know that exploded in the sky It was a 20 meter asteroid and it damaged you know buildings and it injured thousands of people so we was had that? no we had what was that
0: how big was the asteroid
1: uh, about 20 meters so it was okay. quite you know small
0: 20 meters damage. okay
1: so <laughs> you can imagine like a you know hundred plus meter um, but th- that asteroid we had no idea it was coming it was completely out of the blue we just happened to not be looking you know at that part of the sky so yeah yeah, it just goes to show that, you know, although we are looking, there are so many asteroids and, you know, it's impossible for us to, to find every single one. Yeah,
0: and that, like, blew out truck windows and caused everyone to crash their cars and caused... Oh, yeah, and the, fo-
1: the, footi- yeah, the footage of it is incredible because the, the the shockwave, yeah, like, collapsed some buildings, shattered all these windows. Most of the injuries were from, like, glass breaking, mm. basically, but, yeah, it would have been terrifying.
0: 20 metres, yeah. Someone's just texted in saying, what about Asteroid Leonard?
1: Asteroid Leonard. Uh, is that the one that's named after the Star Trek character? I think that's I mind you I don't know every asteroid, sorry, I've just looked at this one today. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so there's there's millions of them, so oh. yeah, we've got to watch out for those.
0: And the Artemis Moon landing has been pushed back.
1: Yep. Surprise, surprise. Thanks, hmm. uh, old mate Jeff.
0: <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Trying to Jeff sue Bayless. NASA for not getting his rocket.
1: So yeah, it, it seems like now, um, yeah, NASA's come out and said, hey, this, we're not going to do it this year. It's going to be the following year. Um, yeah. I think a lot of us were kind of expecting it, but even even NASA, they did come out and say, you know, this partially this delay is because of the spacesuit we had with Jeff Bezos' company, because you know as it was in court, they had to stop work on their mission with SpaceX. So. Yeah, it's, it's been delayed basically, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's only by a year, so it's not a huge, huge delay, but yeah,
0: hopefully it's been. And they still have to build the rocket, which is big enough to launch the asteroids up to the moon, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. You've got the you've got the rocket itself, you've got the spacecraft, you've got the capsule, you've got all these elements that are, you know, have to be built. So there are lots of things playing into it. Um, but yeah, the the landing aspect, which is the one that they were suing for, the one that actually takes to the, to the surface of the moon, that's the one that's really important, mm-hmm. you know, there's that's essential basically, otherwise you're not gonna yeah. get there. So even yeah, a bit of a delay there.
0: Even twenty twenty five seems like quite a tight turnaround to do all of these things.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the initial, when, when NASA came out with this Artemis program, um, I think it was during Trump's era, it, the initial goal was 2028, which mm. was like a slightly realistic timeline, but um, Trump basically fast-tracked it and said, do I want to do it quicker? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I think he was under the assumption that he would have won a second term, and he wanted it to happen
0: yeah, yeah, totally. at the
1: end of his second term yeah. in 2024, um, but that's not going to happen, so yeah, I guess we'll see.
0: Nice one. And uh, Josh, is there anything that we should uh, be keeping an eye out in the night sky and or coming up at the Dome when you, fingers crossed, can open?
1: Yeah, yeah, not anything in the sky I can think of yet. Um, no more eclipses for a couple of months. But um, yeah, we hopefully we can open again on uh, December 7th. So yeah, it'll be nice and clear. Obviously, summer is typically paired with clear sky. So hopefully we can get telescopes out then and yeah, be open for the summer.
0: Awesome. Cheers, jo- cheers, Josh. We'll, Josh <laughs> we'll check in with you in uh, two weeks' time. All right, cool. Speak to you then. Cheers, mate. Bye. Back to you Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.